For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Well, hello there, Ethos Lakers fans. Welcome to another solo edition of the Ethos Lakers podcast, and it is official. There are no more ifs, there are no ands, there are no buts. Your Los Angeles Lakers are in the playoffs, officially. Number seven, facing the Memphis Grizzlies. After a, we'll call it, dubious win versus the Timberwolves last night. Dubious for a few reasons. The Lakers didn't play particularly well. They actually played really terribly. They were lucky to have come away from that game with a victory. Minnesota was playing without Rudy Gobert, Jade McDaniels, and Nas Reed, three of their best defenders. Although, if you listen to gossip around the league, Rudy Gobert is not one of the more likable teammates and There's evidence to be seen that Minnesota tends to play better without him. And so maybe that result last night might have been a little bit more expected. I know that Minnesota was was definitely playing hard. The Lakers were just not shooting very well. And to me, I think the biggest thing, and it was the biggest reason why I wanted to avoid the play-in, was what happens when you face a team that's just hot shooting for a night they just can't miss. And that was the Minnesota Timberwolves, for about 75% of this game. They just couldn't miss from three. And the Lakers were just playing really terrible offensive basketball. Lazy passes, turnovers, questionable decision-making, just all-around bad offense from the Lakers. And if it weren't for the defense, I think they wouldn't have come back from this game. LeBron James in particular, despite the fact that he finished with 30-10, and 10, and to look at that stat line, it's fairly impressive. But he made some really bad passes. Some of his passes were inaccurate. For a while, it didn't... Or for a couple of instances, it seemed like he was getting frustrated with his teammates with that bad body language. It just... It, it was one of the... One of the worst playoff games I've, I've seen LeBron play. And I'm happy to come away with the victory, no doubt. But the Lakers do have plenty and plenty of room to work on and plenty of things to work on if they plan to contend with the Memphis Grizzlies, who are one of the young and -and up-and-coming teams in the league. And you've heard me say that while I trust the Lakers against the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies are young and they're inexperienced and they're immature, they're still a very good team. So that doesn't take anything away from them. If the Lakers were to lose in this first round, I don't know if anyone should really be surprised, but they do match up pretty well with the Lakers, and we don't have a great sample size for 
you know, what to expect from this series. And I'll go over the three games that the Lakers and Memphis Grizzlies have played this year. But some of the data we have to go on, it's not really indicative of anything. So this series is pretty much a toss-up, which I think is going to be good. I think people are going to tune in, and I think it's going to be a really good, hard-fought series. But before we examine how the Lakers might play against the Memphis Grizzlies or how the three games against them have gone this season. I mean, how much concern is there to be gleaned from the yeah disappointing game last night, even though the Lakers ended up winning? I think pretty disappointed. To look at the box score, there's a lot of numbers that are going to be really interesting. There's the plus 18 that Carl Anthony Towns was. He finished with 24 points, got 11 rebounds, blocked three shots, had five assists, was just unstoppable. There's the minus 14 that LeBron James was while concerning. It, I mean, it kind of fit within the tone of the game because I think the bulk of the reason why he was minus 14 was probably due to this other number, which is 20. And 20 is the number of turnovers that the Lakers had. And it wasn't just turnovers. When you look at the number of steals that the, the Timberwolves had, the, the Timberwolves had 13 steals. Kyle Anderson had four of them. Mike Conley had three. Torian Prince had three steals. Anthony Edwards had a steal. Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a steal. Jordan McLaughlin had a steal. When you combine with the blocks, that just led to a lot of transition buckets for Minnesota. And on top of that, Minnesota shot 16 for 41 from three, whereas the Lakers only shot 10 for 31 from three. Pretty disappointing effort when you consider how important the game was. Now, if the Lakers had lost, it's obviously not the end of the world. They could play again on Friday for the chance to be the eight seed versus the versus the Denver Nuggets. And against the Denver Nuggets, I would also trust them. It's just the fact that they lose out on the rest the rest is going to be much needed because in this game, in the first half, Dennis Schroeder tweaked his ankle and it didn't seem like he was going to come back. And when Dennis Schroeder hurt his ankle, he actually hadn't done anything in the game. But to look at his box score, you wouldn't know that at all. He finished with 21 points, shot 5 for 12, including the potential game-winning buzzer that was only upended by the, in LeBron James's words, a brain fart from Anthony Davis in which he gave up a foul three-pointer to Mike Conley. Mike Conley calmly sinked all three free throws to close out regular to close out regulation, leading to overtime. So no game winner for Dennis Schroeder, but still an important shot. An important shot, I think, for his confidence. But Dennis Schroeder, 21 points off the bench, four rebounds, two assists, one steal. More importantly, because D'Angelo Russell was almost nowhere to be seen. D'Angelo Russell played 23 minutes, shot one for nine, had eight assists, which was good, but the guy just couldn't shoot, couldn't make anything. And it was really obvious how uncomfortable he was out there. I don't know if it was the defense that Mike Conley was playing or the pace or I don't know what, but just an uncharacteristically bad game for, for D'Angelo Russell. Austin Reeves had his typical very solid night. Shot 4 for 13, which is not ideal, but he got 6 rebounds, got 3 assists, finished with 12 points. 
Anthony Davis, 24 points. Not bad. Shot 10 for 19. Okay. 15 rebounds. Outstanding. Six or Four assists. Really great. Two steals, three blocks. Fantastic. But for the turnovers that everybody had, every Laker, with the exception of Wenyan Gabriel, and Wenyan Gabriel only played a minute and 47 seconds. So the fact that he didn't have a turnover is fine. Five turnovers for LeBron James. Five turnovers for Anthony Davis. Three for Austin Reeves. One for D'Angelo Russell. One for Jared Vanderbilt. Two for Dennis Schroeder. One for Rui. One for Malik Beasley. And one for Troy Brown Jr. So, and you're going to hear me talk about this a lot in the playoffs. The playoffs come down to what's replicable. What happened in this game that's likely to not happen in the next game. Well, the next game the Lakers play, D'Angelo Russell is probably not going to be as cold as he was. You hope that the turnovers aren't going to be as high as they are. And you have to factor in that Dennis Schroeder is probably not going to play as well as he did. But Rui Hachimura played a really great game. Austin Reeves was, I mean, his production, I'd say, was typical for what he usually does. And so what you want to see more out of is you want to see a little bit more kind of aggression. I don't know if the right word is to say that out of Anthony Davis. He had the 15 rebounds and he finished with 24 points, but you'd like him to to shoot a little bit more accurately. You'd like him to get to the free throw a little bit free throw line a little bit more. Shooting 10 for 19 is fine. I think for a center of Anthony Davis's caliber, he's got to shoot closer to 13 or 14 and 19. But that's just me. Um Troy Brown Jr. didn't play a particularly good game. He had two points. Missed all three of his three-point attempts. Malik Beasley only shot two three-pointers and made one of them, but he didn't get much of a chance to do anything. So you need a little bit more out of those guys. In the playoffs, the rotations are going to tighten, but I think basically what you're going to see is the starting five is going to stay consistent of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and off the bench, you're pretty much just going to see a a rotation of these four guys. Schroeder, Rui, Troy Brown, and Malik Beasley. Wenyan's probably, Wenyan's going to play some, Mo Bamba might play some, but that's going to be a rotation, is those nine guys. Is that going to be enough? Well, let's take a look. How have the Lakers fared versus the Memphis Grizzlies? They first played the Memphis Grizzlies this season on January 20th, and the Lakers won 121 to 120. I'm sorry, 122 to 121. Hmm. One point game. I don't remember what happened at the end of this game. But let's take a look at the box score. So, John Morant finished with 22 points, Desmond Bain 16, Jaron Jackson, your potential defensive player of the year, 12 points, four blocks. Six rebounds, no assists. Nine points out of Dylan Brooks. 16 points and 17 rebounds out of Steven Adams. 20 points for Brandon Clark off the bench. 20 points for Tyus Jones off the bench. Now, Steven Adams is an interesting wrinkle because he is not going to be available for the Memphis Grizzlies for this series as he is injured. And so, what does that mean? Well, we don't really know yet, but... Rudy Gobert wasn't available for the Minnesota Timberwolves last night, and 
Carl Anthony Towns still had his way with Anthony Davis, so it may not really mean much. But the Memphis Grizzlies have signed Kenneth Lofton, June, Kenneth Lofton, I think the fifth, I think whatever, his name is Kenny Lofton. And I really wish he would have taken the path he was about to take before embarking in the NBA because he was going to transfer to the Texas Longhorns. And he's actually been really solid in the G League, and he's actually played really well in the NBA when he's gotten minutes, and which tells me that he would have been really good for the Longhorns. But good for him for having a good rookie season this year for the Memphis Grizzlies and for the Memphis Hustle. As for how the Lakers did in this game, so this is where the data that we have tends to not really mean much. Because in this first game, LeBron James was available and Anthony Davis was not. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thomas Bryant played center for this game, and Thomas Bryant is no longer with the Lakers. But LeBron James in this game, 23 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 3 turnovers. Shot 8 for 21, 1 for 5 from 3. Uh, Dennis Schroeder finished with 19 in this game. D'Angelo Russell was not yet a Los Angeles Laker. Troy Brown also started in this game. He finished with 11. Shot 3 for 10 from 3, which is a lot of 3s for him to be shooting. (laughs) Uh, Patrick Beverly, uh, no longer a Laker, finished with 10 points. I think this is kind of the start of when Patrick Beverly was starting to play really well. Uh, Thomas Bryant, as we mentioned, he started at center in this game. Finished with 8 points, 7 rebounds, got a steal and a block. Your leading scorer for this game is Russell Westbrook, who is also no longer with this team. This is one of the more efficient Russell Westbrook games. 29 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 for 4 from 3, shot 10 for 18 overall. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel, uh, 5 points in 21 minutes. Kendrick Nunn, also no longer a Laker. 4 for 10, finished with 11 points. Max Christie is probably not going to play very much in the playoffs. Finished with three points, and Juan Toscano-Anderson no longer a Laker. So, in this roster, you have one, two, three, four, five guys who are no longer Lakers who played in this game, and Anthony Davis was injured, and Austin Reeves was injured. He wasn't available in this game either. So, not a lot to gleam from this game, but the Lakers did win. Second game, February 28th, 2003. The Los Angeles Angeles Lakers lose 109-121 to to Memphis in Memphis. Anthony Davis was available for this game. LeBron James was not. Anthony Davis finished with 28 points, shot 6 for 13, grabbed 19 rebounds, blocked 5 shots. Monster game for Anthony Davis. Dennis Schroeder, 10 points, shot 1 for 4 from 3, dished out 10 assists, 
This is post-trade deadline. So you've got Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley available. Made five field goals, two of them threes, finished with 12 points. Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt, when he first came to the Lakers, was a defensive standout. His energy was infectious. He was a rebound-grabbing machine. Hasn't really been that as of much lately. But in this game, finished with four points, grabbed eight rebounds, got a block and steal. Just kind of one of those one of those box score games that's not very impressive, but he was likely very impressive in this game. Troy Brown Jr. Bad Troy Brown game. 26 minutes, finished with two points, missed damn near all of his shots, only got three rebounds. I'm sure he did other things. Austin Reeves. This is sort of the beginning of the Austin Reeves kind of renaissance, or not renaissance because he's such a young player, but just the beginning of him showing us who he is and how, how capable he is of having some really great games. Finished with 17 points on eight field goal attempts. Made five field goals, four of them threes, three free throws, seven assists, two rebounds, a steal, and a block. Very good Austin Reeves game. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Lonnie Walker is available for the Lakers in these playoffs. I don't know how much he's going to play. Seeing as how the rotation is about nine guys deep, I certainly wouldn't mind the rotation expanding to ten and Darvin Ham finding a way to include Lonnie Walker in the lineup because Lonnie Walker is an outstanding shooter. He's been an outstanding shooter all season long, and this game was no exception. He finished with 21 points, made 5 of 10 threes, grabbed 4 rebounds, dished out an assist, and blocked a shot. Ruby Hachimura, 9 points, shot 3 for 7, grabbed 5 rebounds, blocked a shot. Went in Gabriel. Uh, didn't do a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> uh, 6 points, played 12 minutes, Grabbed eight rebounds, so which is pretty good in his 12 minutes. Uh, Mo Bamba, Max Christie, and Davon Reed played uh, garbage time minutes, so they didn't really do anything. But how did the Mem Memphis Grizzlies do this one? How did they dominate the Lakers? Well, this was a monster game from John Morant. He finished with 39 points, got 10 assists, got 10 rebounds. That is a triple-double. He finished with two steals as well. Xavier Tillman Sr., I haven't seen his name in box scores lately, so I don't know if he's injured or how much he's playing. He finished with 18. Jaron Jackson Jr. blocked four shots, finished with 16. Desmond Bain also finished with 16. Dylan Brooks finished with seven. Not, nothing too impressive for the Memphis Grizzlies off the bench here. And so this is where we can sort of map out a little bit of what we might expect and what I'm certainly expecting of this Los Angeles Lakers team is for the, them to have a better bench than Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are bringing players off the bench like Luke Kennard, Santi Aldama. Santi Aldama is good, but he's an inexperienced um, European player. Brandon Clark, good, but inexperienced, young. Then you've got Tyus Jones, John Conchart. Tyus Jones is the type of player who can put together good regular season games. Come playoff time, I don't know how much you can really expect out of him. When player when players tend to cramp down, clamp down on defense, 
I don't know how much you can really expect out of Tyus Jones. So how did the third game go? It wasn't too long ago. March 7th, 2023. Los Angeles Lakers win 112-103 to in Los Angeles. On the road, you've got Desmond Bain going for seven points. You've got Tyus Jones starting for John Morant, who's in the midst of that... Uh, Weird suspension he was going through. Finished with 16. Xavier Tillman Sr. finished with 11. Jaron Jackson was a monster in this game. Had 26 points, 8 rebounds. Dylan Brooks finished with 13. Santi Aldama, who I mentioned is a good good bench player, finished with 11. And then you've got the you know names like John Conchar, Luke Kennard, Zaire Williams, David Roddy. Not really anything to, to look forward to. For the Lakers, again, almost incomplete data. You've got Anthony Davis starting. You don't have LeBron James. So Memphis has not seen the Los Angeles Angeles Lakers roster with both AD and LeBron in the lineup. So starting in this one, you've you've got Anthony Davis, who finished with 30, grabbed 22 rebounds, got two assists, blocked two shots, shot 11 for 17, 7 for 9 from 3. Another good game from Dennis Schroeder. 17 points for Dennis Schroeder. D'Angelo Russell didn't play in this game. Troy Brown Jr. finished with 13. Jared Vanderbilt finished with 5. Got 8 rebounds. Malik, this is when Malik Beasley was starting. Malik Beasley finished with 5 points. Shot 2 for 10 from the field. 1 for 6 from 3. Austin Reeves off the bench. 32 minutes. Shot 6 for 13. Made a 3. Seven assists, four rebounds. Rui Hachimura. Good Rui, Rui Hachimura game here. Se- 17 points. Shot seven for 11. Four, six assists. Four, sorry, six rebounds. No assists. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, six points. Wenyan Gabriel, two points. What we can glean from all this is with a fully healthy lineup, that Memphis has not seen matchup for matchup. You figure Austin Reeves is going to, or D'Angelo Russell, one of them is going to be on John Morant. And you're not going to stop him. You can only hope to contain him, to use the old cliche. You, you don't really know what you're going to get out of Kenneth Lofton Jr. Kenneth Lofton, we'll take a look at his numbers. So Kenneth Lofton, he is coming off the heels of a huge game. The final game of the season, he started, and it was a throwaway game. And it was the most minutes he'd played all season. But he finished. He played 40 minutes in a game in which he started. Shot 17 for 25. Finished with 42 points and 14 rebounds. He was a monster. And that's obviously going to be his career high for the game. You look at his other highest-scoring games here, he played 13 minutes against the Spurs, finished with 11, 13 minutes against Houston, finished with 11, Um, 12 minutes against Miami, presumably against Bam Adebayo. I'm not going to check that box score, but he finished with 10. So even though Kenneth Lofton is a capable player, you can't expect him to have much of an impact versus Anthony Davis. But I think what you can expect... I think there's going to be a place for 
LeBron James to have a pretty good series. It should be a good series for Anthony Davis. Um, Memphis is young, and Memphis is good defensively, and Memphis will will force turnovers like crazy, which is going to be the Achilles heel for this team. But I don't know how good Memphis is really at shooting the ball, and that's going to be the biggest weakness. The Lakers tend to give up a lot of three-pointers, and when a team is hot like Minnesota was last night, it's devastating. But over a seven-game series, all in all, I trust this Lakers team. I'm going to go out and say Lakers in six. I think I think the Lakers can split the first two, and then I think they can win both at home. And then I think you're looking for maybe another win on the road. But yeah, Lakers in six feels like a good, good place to be for this team. They certainly got a lot of work to do. But that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Hope you guys uh, like the analysis. Hope you guys enjoyed the reading of the box score. Uh, I do expect a good hard-fought series, like I said. I think it'll be entertaining. I think the Lakers will put on a good show for us as fans. And I look forward to seeing it. See you guys on Sunday. Until next time, we're out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.